Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Jordan Formanis, Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing technological nostalgia. Nick. Um... So, yeah, I've been uh, recently playing a computer game called Into the Breach, which is uh, really good fun. Highly recommend it. Sounds good. And, um, it, but its style is sort of very pixely. It looks, it looks like kind of pixel-style graphics from, you know, perhaps the 1990s. Um, and it occurs to me that, you know, we're in an age now where clearly people are nostalgic about past versions of computer games. Yep. And often that nostalgia will be driven by actually what was considered at the time to be a constraint. Pixelation was not something if they'd have, if they'd have had 4D HD, uh, they they would have um, uh, they, you know they would have uh, used it. They, they we wouldn't have gone through that era of mm, of mm, sort of mm, pixely looking things that we're now nostalgic about. But that reminded me of a thing that uh, Brian Eno said, um, mm. which was that um, I mean essentially paraphrasing that what we feel nostalgic about with media is the is the things that at the time are considered imperfections and in fact when you look around there's a, a lot of that um but i think he used the example of things like record scratches or you know that kind of v, vhs style graininess which you know but we now look back on with some fondness you mm. know and actually um and actually uh, sort of quite enjoy in some ways um now the, the hypothesis if we're getting if things are getting more and more accurate more and more representationally accurate does that mean at some point things will just be perfect yeah. and in the future there won't be any imperfections to get nostalgic about or is that wrong um and in the future are there things that will feel nostalgic about today's technology and if so what is it going to be can yeah. we predict in advance what it's going to be yeah also why right why what why would we feel you'd have you'd have thought that you'd we'd feel nostalgic for the good stuff, right? Mm. But it turns out the good stuff is the bad stuff, as it were, uh, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, um, look, maybe good stuff's this is the unmemorable stuff. I think. Mm. Yeah, but um, maybe the appropriate time to do this is towards the end. But I think it'd be quite interesting now to, to talk about some imperfection straight away, just some stuff. Mm. Do you want to do that? Let's let's kick sure. off like that, okay? Um, shout them out, anyone? Go well, for you're, it. Well, you're a photography man, right? Black and white. Now, if they if they'd have it now, I know actually they did have sort of color very early on, but um, obviously it was expensive, and the first cameras were all black and white. Early films black and white. I think now we look at black and white film, and it has a different set of connotations to us because of its association with classic <laughs> photography. Yeah, no, but it, but, yeah. but but people certainly wouldn't have desired black and white. They didn't invent it and say, you know what, we could do color, but let's not. Let's let's do black and white. If yeah. if, if it had been as easy to do right. color, straight off, people would have done yeah. color. Right. But now there is a thing: black and white photography. We're very used to it. So there's yeah, yeah. an example. Yeah, that's a good example. But there's, there's a whole load of inf imperfections that people won't feel nostalgic about though as well you know but like hold on i just want to talk about some yeah, imperfections let's throw that out we some do. examples and then we definitely want to come okay. on to that um peter anything uh, so go back to computers I, I i quite like those um 90s early 2000s generic beige computer cases that yeah. computers were they were either kind of 
They are either beige or occasionally. But black. it actually sits in like the monitor. The the do you mean the? No, no, just the with the tower case. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. they're always that yeah, yeah. beige, True. white beige plastic, um, and they always use. It's always the same plastic. They've, nobody really experimented very much early on in personal computing. Strangely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a and there's a great nostalgia now for uh, refurbishing old cases and restoring. They, they, that plastic tends to go yellow mm. over time, and there's a. As you can even buy products especially designed for re-whitening that kind of plastic. Yep. Uh, anything, Jordan? I, it can be for yourself or just anything generally you think is out there. Mm. Dial-up modem sound. Mm. It's a nice sound, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, it wouldn't have been... It was annoying at, at the, the time. time. It was awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and slow and, you know, I, I mean... Nothing yeah. good about it, yeah. But good uh, point. Yeah. Um, actually, just one thing that occurred to me you know, from watching a film the other day, and we've kind of talked about this before, uh, Nick, off podcast. Um, I was watching the film. It turns out my wife hadn't seen it, um, which is uh, The Commitments. Oh, right? yeah. Which was great for us because, you know, I used to live in Dublin, as had my wife. Um, but I, I think it was made in the early, yeah, early 90s, about 90, some, 92, 94, around that kind of time. And actually really immediately obvious. And it's, I think, part of the film identity itself is how bloody miserable everything looks right. and scruffy and it's all falling apart and it's dirty and wet and it's fantastic I love it you know? yeah. and it make, made me feel really nostalgic for the 70s, 80s, 90s that kind of time because everything now often is a little bit too clean even people are a bit too clean their clothes are a bit too smart whereas I remember in the early 90s when I was a student I looked like a tramp as yeah. did all my I mates I can't remember the last time I, I smelled body odour you know, mm. out on the street yeah, yeah. when I was growing up you know, not that we lived in a really sort of bum area but you know you often found you often came across people who didn't wash very frequently mm, yeah uh, so that dirty grittiness which feels like an imperfection i definitely feel nostalgic about that but would i actually want to live there now probably not um i've got a theory about this whole nostalgia about imperfections business go on then so i don't i don't think you are nostalgic about the imperfection i think the imperfection is the thing that you remember and you're nostalgic about the circumstance that you for, that you were you were remembering that thing in. I think you're right, but why would you lean towards the imperfection rather I than think, the good I think, stuff? Because I think the the imperfections, like by definition, the imperfection is a is like the 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 exception. So it, that your your dial-up modem, ninety nine percent of the time, didn't make any noise, and you were enjoying having a modem and enjoying doing things, and it was that 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 annoying five minutes of trying to connect that you remember because it was annoying mm. but you're actually being nostalgic about the wider experience that is less memorable nice because we do have um so a lot of memory is formed because of emotional experiences mm -hmm. so so even if it's an, 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 a negative so one so, so yeah. like the, the the great you know grainy vhs when that when the it loses tracking or whatever and it starts graining you were enjoying the movie you were watching when you were a child and the thing that stood out is the graininess but now, you know, after 20, 30, 40 years, you're remembering this graininess as the thing that you sort of stood out yeah, because yeah, it, yeah. it interrupted you. But yeah, actually, yeah. you actually, you, your emotion, you, you're remembering the, the, um, that, that, this, that uh, discordant emotions of the good time that you would enjoy gotcha. that movie when actually it was this, this yeah. a grainy thing that stands yeah, out. Yeah. To nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are we I ready? Mean, uh, well, well, I just thought I'd put in another couple of examples. So I think one I was thinking about just th looking across the range of media, books. Now I know you know books are I I but particularly that sort of um, slightly smudgy printing 
you know, that you sometimes see in old books where the, the ink has leached a little bit. And that kind of, um, you, you know, the, the sort of look of old books where there's little kind of flecks of ink and the printing mm. process isn't terribly perfect. And, mm. you know, that's great. It's got real kind of, you imagine what if you were a Harry Potter set designer, you wanted to make a book. You'd have scribbles and little kind yeah. of, you know, tears and, and things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You'd want it to, to look like that. Um, so, yeah, but I think, I mean, it just sort of, so th one thing I'm quite into is uh, is um, a thing called hauntology, which is particularly associated with sort of the music of sort of public information films and things from the late 70s and oh, early brilliant. 80s, which at the time was sort of chilling and scary. And, and, and now yeah, it's utterly very terrifying. simple. Well, <laughs> but now people have turned it into a kind of um, you know musical genre uh, of kind of you know, deliberately low res electronic music. Um, I mean, you know, but it's very redolent of that era, mm. and uh, again, celebrating the limitations of the of the music you know equipment that existed at mm. the time. So I, I think you know when you start looking for it, uh, and I mean that's to say nothing of things like you know the sort of like marble. Marble is full of imperfections mm. and um you know obviously people want to recreate that you know people don't actually d would rather have a flawed piece of marble with with texture in it than um you know so yeah so i think i think it is sort of when you when you're alive to this okay oh yeah this is actually us feeling attached to the imperfections of the medium it does crop up everywhere um yeah brilliant um so I know because what we do want to talk about is future imperfections, what we might be nostalgic for in the future. But um, in, but first of all, Jordan, uh, you were talking about well, actually there are some imperfections actually we're quite happy mm. that and we not don't feel nostalgic at all. Well, there's just some things from the present day that I was thinking about uh, that I definitely won't feel nostalgic about. <laughs> oh, okay. <You> think now. <laughs> I think now. But things like remembering passwords. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to feel nostalgic for, oh, I wish i you know had wish to remember I had some more passwords <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah or my phone battery dying very quickly or running out of hard drive space or different adapters and cables for different devices instead of maybe just one master cable like i think there's a yeah, lot well of done, apple yeah <laughs> a lot of things like that 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 are imperfections but they're definitely not things that i think people will look back f with fondness yeah. yeah i've got um, a few similar ones i'll throw mine in there while we're there so you know, virus-ridden computers, web pages all looking the same because they all use the same framework. Um, patchy Wi-Fi and having to share stupid, complicated codes. Uh, broadband that slows down in the evening just when you want to use it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have batteries that don't last all day. Yeah. The one I take issue with there is your websites all looking the same because i think websites kind of look the same in the 90s as well, and yet people are fantastic and they were crap. Mm. They were dreadful. And people now, there's a real sort of movement of people, you know, who are into that 90s web aesthetic with the site visit counters uh, yeah, well, I, and yeah, I, the pop-up adverts. Like anything, the there's kind a sort of, of power law of quality. And yes, you get you get the very well-designed kind of bespoke and the ones you're thinking of probably are. But I'm thinking of like the every most product websites you go to, they've just got a generic website Squarespace yeah. template, a yeah. square, a square, a Squarespace like template, and it's just obviously you don't even have to look at the code. It's the same website, just different images, different. That's that's our themes. Squarespace sponsor, sponsorship <laughs> down the squad. Yeah, sorry, isn't Squarespace. It, but, There's yeah. a place for you in the market, but not with us. Yeah. Um, so far, 
it's certainly from those current examples, it's been very tech heavy, right? Um, and sure enough, you know, lots of our past examples were quite tech heavy. Right. But but actually, that brings me on to the question, I suppose. Yeah, go on. Because obviously, increasingly, everything is tech, yeah. right? Art and stuff that changes. Books yeah. are tech. Yeah. Music is tech. Mm. Everything is tech now. Mm. So my, my question is, uh, well, a sub-question on the way to where we're going, which is let's make some predictions about the future. But... Um, Am I right in the, my initial feeling that, well, as as technology gets better, there'll be fewer imperfections to be nostalgic about? Um, that's my question. That's yeah. my concern, almost a concern. I know the answer. But, but yeah. so on one hand, you sort of think, well, things are getting better. Like, you know, a photograph of someone in 1990 l looks kind of more like them than a photo of them would have done in 1910 or a portrait would have done in 1810. And it's getting more and more like the actual person. Does that mean there's fewer imperfections? But so on one hand, you sort of think, well, we are approaching a point where reproduction is perfect. Music reproduction is perfect. Visual reproduction is perfect. Um, on the other, that's what everyone said. That's what we've been saying forever is special effects won't get better than this 1960 <laughs> extravaganza, you know, and that, um, that music reproduction cannot get better than a CD. You know, that all these kind of things where you people have said in the past, well, this, oh, computer graphics cannot be improved on the Unreal Engine, you know, from 1999 or whatever. And now you look back on them and you're like, oh, it's one of those yeah. classic old 90s I, I games. Think, I think there is a natural limit. I think, I think music's a good point that we're probably really close to approaching where actually, you know, the audio files will disagree with me, but the, the uh, CD's probably not quite there, but the the a high, a high a high sample rate video uh, sound recording you can't tell the difference between that and the analog signal or the being there right now you, you, it's impossible to experiment because of all the psychology of the context and everything else but um, if you put somebody in a room uh, and there's a live orchestra outside or maybe it's a sort of high quality recording and all they can hear is the, the music, they won't be able to tell the difference. Just, there is no difference. So we're, we've got to the point where um, there is the, we've engineered out all of the imperfections in that. But I think we've got a long way, long way to go for computer graphics because computer graphics are incredibly computationally expensive and you need very big hardware to do it to such a high so degree. So we think that might be one of the key areas of sort of, yeah. you know, future. Yeah, so it can continue to yeah. be computer graphics so because we already feel like that yeah, I think still, and that will still be the case we've got, we've got a way to go i think to be to be fully because the, the graphics you're seeing right now is fully immersive you know it's 360 degree it's extremely high resolution to get that to get a vr uh, uh, equivalent that doesn't feel like you're wearing a big thing on your head would is we're a ways off that yet. yeah yeah um uh so but once we've eliminated that they're probably isn't any room for nostalgia about it and I, in, the, in the same way that music there isn't really an, uh, uh, any more room for developing nostalgia about current limitations because there aren't any you, your your ears and your brain can't notice the difference yeah it makes me feel bad for the people a couple hundred years from now or a thousand years from now who won't be able to feel nostalgic about bad computer graphics but, it's, but it's funny in, in a thousand years time if you think about it yeah. they will to them well i mean let's to us 
Can we tell the difference between a piece of music from 1500 and a piece of music from 1400? More or less, no. Yeah. Now, admittedly, okay, I'm talking about modern reproductions mm. of pieces mm. of music that were written then. Um, but stylistically, we can't really tell the difference. But, you know, they will have access to music from the birth of recording to, you know, MP3 in what to them would be a blink of an eye. You know, it just that feels, it feels like... Um, it, it almost like you can imagine them thinking that the the world of music switched on a bit like we feel about the nine you know nineteen. If you listen to music from nineteen sixty, you it sounds like it could have been recorded today. Yeah, but yeah, music yeah. from nineteen forty yeah, sounds yeah. scratchy and old fashioned, and you know, yeah, yeah, it yeah. sounds like it's in black and white. And and I and I feel like that brings the sixties really close to us, and it pushes the forties much further away. And I imagine that in 100 years or 200 years' time, essentially it'll be like the universe started in sort of 1990 mm. when everything was suddenly available digitally. And before mm. that, you, you'll just have to read books or imagine what it was like. It's a strange... It's just a thought I haven't had before. Yeah. Like splurging yeah, yeah. out. Well, I, there's also complications because if, if somebody in 100 years' time takes a 1940s recording, they could, they'll just pass it through... Uh, uh, a sort of remastering neural net and it will make it sound however they want so they say i want this piece of uh early recorded in like 1890 to sound like a piece of techno music recorded in a yeah in a mm. studio mm. uh and it'll just do it'll just remaster it for, for yeah, i discovered a website um last week where you can up you can now normally something that's done by hand or has been for years which is colorizing photos um, it's just got a, a kind of algorithm where you put in a black and white photo. Hey, presto, it colours it. Is it pretty it's good? extraordinary. Okay. I mean, it's pretty good compared to paying an expert to do it because it's free and it's instant. What's it called? Do you know? I can't remember. I'll no. send you the link. Yeah, but, yeah. but it, but it's, uh, again, yeah, I think as Peter said, it's interesting the thought that we might actually just be able to upscale things. And who knows? Even say, okay, I want to hear uh, this piece of music, but I want to hear it like it would have sounded in Mozart's yeah. day. You know, well, yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to hear this piece of music. It sounds like it was recorded in this particular studio in 1960 by yeah. this particular radio engineer. Or, or taking a photo and turning it into a film, which, yeah. you know, at the moment is getting... Have you seen infilling? Mm. You know, where they'll they'll take a, a, a picture. I think this is Dali or maybe Stable Diffusion or something does this, where you take a picture and it will then just put plausible all of the stuff around that picture. So if someone's standing in a room, it'll fill in a room that looks exactly like the room that's in the picture. Mm. And it's mind-blowing. Now, it doesn't, I don't see it as uh, unbelievable that you might be able to take a picture of, um, you know, the girl with a pearl, e pearl earring mm. and suddenly turn it into a film of a girl with, the pearl, with a mm. pearl earring. That seems entirely plausible in the next 10 years. Interesting. Um, Jordan, anything to, uh, anything to add at this point? Um, I think... Anything that we do now manually that could become automated in the future may be something we feel nostalgic about. So, like, the one that leaps to mind is writing text on e – either handwriting something or typing onto a keyboard with language models, AI language models and stuff. And having that taken away, I feel like that's something that people could feel nostalgic for. And I think AI – a lot of AI applications are going to have that similar thing where it's removing like the human element from a process that we that we do now. That's, yeah, it's interesting. Have you seen the film Her? Yeah. I mean, I, have you seen that? Oh, it's staggering. 
massively recommend it. I think it's Spike Jones. Spike I can't Jones. remember. Yeah. Um, the main character is played by Joaquin Phoenix. Is uh, his, it's set in the sort of near future. And um, uh, he his job is to write letters for people. Oh, like, okay. Like personalized letters. from. from so if I wanted to write my mum a happy birthday letter his job is to is to do that you know for other people um which is very plausible kind of job that someone might well oh, no it's not in the old days it was like oh you you hand wrote me a letter now it's like oh you here's a letter that a human has written you know is the remarkable thing <laughs> yeah. that a human wrote it and not that it's written by hand or anything but just that a human composed the words it's a plausible um, i like that um that sounds interesting well, it sounds like we're already starting to drift towards um, our predictions, right? Are we happy to do that? Yeah. Or well, is there just anything got, we want to cover off thought. first? Yeah, go on. It just because I'm I'm saddened, I suppose, but yeah. I can't help agreeing with with Peter's um, sort of uh, claim that music recording is essential is essentially perfect and will not improve. Um, but I, what I was thinking was uh, about J the John Cage piece, Four Minutes 33, which is essentially just silence. Just for, and So the idea is that a performer comes on stage and, and sits there for four minutes, 33 seconds in front of their chosen instrument. Um, and uh, believe it or not, you can get recordings of, uh, of that piece of music. I've got I, one you can have. I can sell it to you. Yeah. I've got the sheet music, have actually. Yeah. Okay, home, brilliant. Which <laughs> is uh, quite an interesting <laughs> document. Um, and... Um, but the it's whole point of it elaborate. is to yeah. call attention to, is to take the content out of the medium and to call attention to the medium. So in a concert hall, for example, you're hearing coughs and splutters and a little creak and someone farting. And that's part of, that's the medium that you're experiencing. Um, so I, now if what Peter says is true, at some point the medium will be entirely empty. It almost won't exist. Once you take the content out, mm. there will be no medium to enjoy. So it, it, well, I, I suppose well, I'm, well, I'm saying there'll be an opportunity to arbitrarily create your own medium. Right, but but to, to do things like, oh, wait, let me put some record scratches on that yeah. empty track. Yeah, let me, I know, let, how, how depressing, though. Yeah, I want to hear this piece of music as if yeah. as if it was a full, full house in Sydney Opera yeah. House in 1942. Yeah. Right, exactly. And you'd be like, um, yeah, the machine would just sort of add the requisite noise and filters and everything else for you. Add and wheezing Australians. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so wheezing Australians. Yeah, but the, the uh, so yeah, that's it. That's my John Cage. Jo the Con John Cage test is: um, can can you? Uh, is it now impossible to perform uh, four minutes thirty three seconds? If so, we've reached technological perfection. Yeah, yeah. What I don't know is what the equivalent of that would be for other media. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, yeah. the sorts of things you were talking about there, the examples is either wonderful or terrible, or both, you know, mm. being able to re recreate that. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of, it's, 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 I think the analogy is like the, the, the sort of one of the tragedies of modern world is, you know, in our sort of privileged Western uh, life is that everything's kind of on demand. Yeah. And it, it's easy to acquire. So you know, the, 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 you've gained a lot of convenience at the sort of, at the cost of other things that we've previously talked on, about in other in other things about the the, the there's something nice about ha everyone having to if there, you wanted to watch something on telly in mm. the 80s yeah yeah you had to watch it at the same time everybody else watched it. Yeah, i think yeah. it's a lot of nostalgia for blockbusters for example yeah. because yeah, uh, yeah. and again 
If someone had said to us, what if you could watch every film you wanted to by pressing a button? You'd be like, yeah, that's amazing. Definitely yeah. want yeah, that. Yeah. But of course, now we look back and go, but it was really nice going down Blockbusters with your dad and choosing mm. a film. Oh, I thought you meant some... Blockbusters, the quiz show. But, no, obviously you know, as that well, as well. well yeah. but, um, but you know, that you go down to the video shop yeah, and, yeah, and spend process. 10 minutes browsing the sci-fi you know, Finding the one that you wanted isn't there. And, yeah, 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 all of that. And of course, you would have quite happily got rid of all that if you could. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. that, of course, you yeah, know, yeah. we realised that there was something in it that we've lost absolutely um and as also getting i don't know if getting close to that when we talked about serendipity and algorithms as well when it's you know spotify and netflix and all that sort of stuff so yeah good no points. i think that definitely counts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um okay look, let's make a couple of predictions i, I want to kick off with um with some um certainly one of these i've talked about before um driving i think we'll miss driving because driving is definitely an imperfection the way that we drive um, especially when Nick drives, actually. Um, and so, I and entirely agree. Yeah, <laughs> just one stream. It's a stream of impotence. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I think even Peter might have mentioned before. Hey, there might even be special places where you can go and get in this sort of hunk of metal and drive it around and stuff like that. Well, I think that's going to be necessary. Uh, they'll, they'll, you'll have separate lanes on the motorway where you're allowed to drive manually. Oh, really? You reckon? During the transition period. Oh, in the transition period. And then, yeah. yeah. And then ultimately, if you if you're into cars and you're a bit of a petrol head in the commas, you'll you'll be you there'll be old airfields and old racetracks yeah. that are selling that as a service. You can bring your banger yeah. along and drive. Maybe you need around. a special license to have a you you're know, probably, a combustion yeah, engine probably sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna. That's a 100% plausible yeah. connection. I think. I've got another one, um, and this is my only other one, um, which is the weather so i would say certainly in the uk we have quite mild weather now for a moment i'm going to argue that's an imperfection because there's something lovely about a hot day and there's something lovely about a, a, a very cold day with lots of snow let's say all right um and so therefore the fact that certainly in the uk it's always a bit meh, somewhere in the middle for much of the year i'm going to call that an imperfection for the moment okay and so therefore I think, you know, in 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever, yeah, we're going to miss that mildness. Mm. Do you remember when it wasn't hurricanes every well, June, I mean, every, you, every you December? Say, and, you know, I, I mean, yeah. it isn't. And we, it doesn't snow any as much anymore. Exactly. Probably global warming. I'm not a climatologist. But that's very much goes into the Coghill theory that actually, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely say snow was an inconvenience. But the Coghill mm. theory that, um, you know, the, it's associated with the pleasant things you were doing and it's nostalgia for that. Because yeah. I don't think snow by itself is a bit of a pain in the ass, right, but exactly. you can have such a lot of fun with it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my kids, I think my son has seen like seen twice snow, or something. Yeah, yeah once yeah, when yeah. he was little, hasn't snowed for ages. Yeah, yeah. So those are my couple. Um, what else? Um, Jordan? I've got a few. Um, shopping or buying things nice. in person. Yep. Um, making things. Um, like making crafts and stuff, because I think when you can 3D print stuff and just automate that, I think people will probably miss just, you know, building mm -hmm. and, and, and creating. Um, obscure one, um, but uploading photos to social media, I think just <laughs> people, yeah. I think that's something that people do a lot now, but I think with the metaverse or like VR and stuff, maybe won't be a thing at all. Mm. It'll, it'll just, it, you know, you don't, you won't need to upload images. It won't be a conscious thing. It'll just be it a just, sort of, you'll think it yeah. will happen. Or you'll... And, and people might miss that like waiting period. It's a similar thing. We were having a discussion in the office the other day about like downloading things, like downloading software mm. and mm. wait, wait, I guess that act of waiting for something to be 
put onto your computer or onto your smartphone instead yeah. of it just instantly yeah. Yeah, being I, I, had, I had sort of waiting for down yeah downloads is something yeah but yeah i've you know fond memories but they're not fond they're annoying memories <laughs> of trying to download like a, a two megabyte file on a dial-up and it would take an hour or two hours, oh i mean that's and then it would crap out halfway yeah. through but yeah. that 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 and you had special programs to manage that so that would pick up the download halfway through when it crashed and it just like that but that's but then again i'm not reminiscing about that because that was a pain mm. i'm reminiscing about being into computers as a kid and doing fun things with my mates that was uh well, t- my 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 equivalent of that was waiting for the uh, tape to finish loading on my eight bit Atari. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Hold on, we're going the wrong way with our nostalgia. Um, mm. So we were talking about nostalgia. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything more, Jordan? A weird one I had was like um, lining up, queuing up for airport security. <laughs> Okay. Like those more like ritualized or ceremonial things that we do now that I, I, may become obsolete in the future. I think you, really? Yeah. How? What? Mm. Well, I just think maybe with the speed of like uh, like I air travel, aviation. Worse, but, but yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, I just think that maybe you know we won't we won't have a need to, or, or, or just you know if you look at like how there's body scanners and stuff, mm. and they're, they're, you know you have an e passport at the gate, you don't need to. Like that whole idea of queuing up and waiting to scan your bag yeah. through the X-ray machine. Uh, who knows if it, I if just it, somehow it, think it's going to get worse. But if somehow. Elon's plan comes to fruition for hyperloops everywhere, you know, even just traveling yes. will be on demand. Mm. Oh, do you want to go to LA for dinner? And off we'll go. And you know, thirty minutes later, we'll be there. Yeah. Hey, do you remember when get we used the tu- to get yeah. the tube to Beijing? Yeah. Mm. You know, interesting. Could um, be. Peter, uh, I, I think uh, there's a few sort of domestic things like. Um, it's very it's early days of like robot domestic robots like that you can get hoovers and things but they're by and large not very good but i think that will become widespread um so things like hoovering and cleaning the loo unpleasant and boring things to do now but you'll kind of think oh that yeah that gave that was a, a, a small job that gave me time to think about stuff. I don't do that yeah. anymore. I'm not going to get nostalgic about those because I don't do them. But whole, cleaning but, Yeah, no, quite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but also I think there's a future, future nostalgia there because I think soonish there will be some advances in technology, which means you, we will get that early technology. And then beyond that, people will be able to be nostalgic yeah, yeah. about the early technology. Yeah, no, yeah, they'll be nostalgic about their little crap robot. Uber, yeah. when they've got a house that sort of cleans itself. Yeah. Hello, I'm Rex. Will you be my friend? <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe also, but maybe we'll we'll be nostalgic about forming nostalgias because because <laughs> there's nothing to be nostalgic because there's nothing about to anymore. be nostalgic about <laughs> anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick. Yeah, I'll throw in a couple. Uh, just I suppose um, as a potential challenge to the idea that we're we're going to achieve perfection is Instagram filters, mm. which are such a I think a cultural thing, like you know how um, you know how like all pictures of sort of young men and women they all look the same. It's because they're all using the same Instagram filters, which make give them higher cheekbones and well-defined eyebrows, right? And orange make skin, them thinner, yeah. 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 And just and, for the and record, I think, you're like that in real life. Well, exactly. I don't need them. I've got, yeah, you've got the anti-filter. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, so I I you know that's. That, I think, is something people will look back in 20 years' time and go, oh, remember when we all looked like that? Now we all look exactly like reality. But, of course, there'll be some new thing then. There will be new types of filter. Um, But, uh, you know, those kind of Instagram filters, which, if you like, are incredibly obvious now, I think will be something from today that people will look Mm. back on uh, fondly. Um, 
but yeah, I th- and the other one I think I'd suggest, I'd say again, it's something that really gets on my nerves. But the overuse of well, the near universal use of CGI in films, and the and the fact is, no matter what anyone says, you bloody well tell it's there. You know that these things are CGI. They've got no heft or weight to them. So we'll and miss rubbish no CGI. I think there'll be a, a movement to to create films with deliberately sort of rubbishy CGI in. Um, for retro reasons, I think that would be quite fun. Mm. Retro, retro, sort of, you know, 2010 CGI. Yeah, CGI that's made to look really, really well, like models. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like made it made made it look like uh, stop for stop motion animation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, it's like the uh, the famously terrible CGI in that that mummy, uh, the Mummy Two, I think, with uh, with the Scorpion King. Mm. It's the, for the a really famous scene that everyone points to as an example of the worst CGI ever. And I think people will want to do that intentionally for. Good for point. all kinds of effects. Because that makes me think of the Quentin Tarantino film, um, yeah. which all, all all his films famously hark Kill back Bill. to previous films. But the one I'm thinking about, and I'm sure the example in Kill Bill, but I'm thinking about... Um, Death Proof. I'm thinking about Pulp Fiction, ah. where uh, the boxer... Br- uh, what's his name? Anyway, Bruce Willis. Um, Butch, there you go. He jumps into a car with someone, Lobos, the, mm. the taxi driver. And as the car's going along, the back and the scene in the car at the back is so obviously film or whatever. It's not mm. real. And and I think that's what he's doing there. Yeah. It's, it's a similar sort of thing, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, he's full. I mean, like the, the missing reel in Death Proof, I think it is. And well, it's a, a, just a thing where it goes missing reel. Oh really? And I think they've got. They have all the kind of film scratches and things that he puts on. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that. He's been. He's harking back to that. Those those sort of shaky cam back of car scenes. Yeah. Well, in, would, would in, that we had a new Tarantino, but it may maybe they're out there. If so, you know, please step forward. But that's what we need is a new Tarantino to come and do the equivalent of that, but with crappy CGI. Quite exactly. We need to wrap up. Um, before we do, one 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 final thing. I just thought. Um, in the future, when we've all got amazing magic diet pills, mm. we'll miss um, people being fat, yeah? Because... Um, <laughs> this is spun off in a different direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because famously now, if you look at photos from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, whenever, people are a lot thinner than mm. they are now. And and so therefore, there's an element of everyone looks... And they didn't have the Instagram filters to do that. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But when in the future we can all take magic pills and just have perfect yeah. bodies, and we'll go, hey, do you remember when, wasn't it nice when everyone was a bit fat and squishy? Mm. And so, so, yeah, that's that's my <laughs> yeah. other one. All right, um, we need Good. to stop there. I miss wheezing there. upstairs. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, that was fun. Um, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Jordan Fermanis, Nick Hare, and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>